0: It was never about a plot twist, ever. It was always about tell the story, tell the characters, complicate their lives, make things get worse. But we never worked backwards from the plot, and it was always a great lesson. Drew Goddard. You're listening to Writing Roots brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses plot twist, I'm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the quotes that I ran into looking up a beginner quote for this episode. We're going to be talking about plot twists, the twists and the changes that make your readers go, <gasps> what?
1: <laughs> I actually, strangely enough, I'm not a fan of most plot twists. I like some of them. But you can always tell when an author is trying to do a plot twist. And when you can tell, you're taken out of the story. And you lose track of what's going on and it rarely ends up for the benefit of the story.
0: There are some very memorable good plot twists out there. Yes. One of the best examples was from Star Wars in Empire Strikes Back when everybody learned that Vader was Luke's father. Ooh, another really good example is Frozen, when everybody learned that Han was bad. Yes. There were people in the theater that were like actually gasping and little girls that were like crying because Han turned out to be bad.
1: I think a couple of filmmakers come to mind that are really good at that. Shyamalan is very famous for his plot twists. You also have a lot of Hitchcock that particular style of plot twist is an entire paradigm shift. The second time you experience this story, it's a completely different story.
0: So, M Night Shyamalan is very good with the paradigm shift plot twist because you have sixth sense where suddenly you realize that the entire perspective of the show was told by somebody who was dead. Paradigm shift. So it's just a very interesting story device.
1: If you are a pantser, good luck on this one. You better have a very golden editing pen to make sure all of this makes sense. This is a very difficult plot twist to accomplish. There are others that you as an author don't see coming. Go ahead, have fun with those. But the paradigm shift one, the groundwork needs to be laid throughout the entire story. So that's the thing with plot twists,
0: is that foreshadowing is super essential for a good plot twist that kind of pays off in the end, that gives the reader the satisfaction that they're looking for. So I hate to say this is a pantser, but if you want a good plot twist, you've got a plot.
1: The author that I'm reading a lot of right now is a pantser. And I think he kind of discovers the plot twists along the way because most plot twists come at the end. He, as it occurs to him, writes it in. So I've seen him do plot twists in the middle of a book before. Sometimes I see it coming and I know he has this in mind. And then other times it's like, whoa, okay. That completely changes who the bad guy is. So what makes a plot twist? It's not necessarily something coming out of the blue. You want to combine two ingredients you already have in the pot in an interesting way, in an unexpected way. So either two details or two characters, the fact that this kid thinks he sees dead people and the fact that this guy got shot in the beginning of the movie, those two details seem unrelated until they don't. So when you're writing
0: a plot twist, there are generally three reactions that you're going for, and this will determine what kind of details you're combining in unexpected ways. Author Stephen James said that the three reactions that you're looking for are no way, huh, nice, and oh yeah. (laughs) So the no way comes from leading the reader's to thinking that there is only one possible solution and then making the solution something different. So it's them suddenly going, no way, that's not possible. It had to have been this, but that's so cool.
1: Those are the ones I think that surprise your authors as much as the readers. So the second
0: reaction is the, huh, nice. That's when the readers have no idea where the story is going, where there seems to be no possible solution. And then things come together that have been foreshadowed to give them that resolution that they've been seeking but had no idea where to get. This is a very difficult one to achieve because there are only so many ways to tell a story.
1: The last one is the oh, yeah, cleverness within the characters is emphasized to get out of an impossible situation.
0: So this is the, you hinted at an object that they received earlier, that seemed inconsequential, that suddenly becomes the key to solving whatever. Or the main character has a gift or a skill set or knowledge that only they have That is how they get out of the situation in the climax of the book.
1: Another concept to toss around when you're thinking about plot twists is the bad guy's sidekick. That is basically the entire role is to be that secret ingredient that changes the story on its head. The Wormtail character. The one who became a bad guy and then became a good guy again. Kind
0: of against his own will, but yeah. So... When it comes to plot twists, the subplot has invisible value. That's a lot of where your hints, your foreshadowing, your footholds are going to be for your plot twist in the end.
1: The character searching for his family history has this diary that he's carrying around that has the recipe for undoing the magic that the villain has done. So that goes back to that, oh yeah,
0: reaction something in the subplot matters. The main two types of plot twists, you have your setup plot twists and your surprise plot twists. So the setup ones are the ones that you foreshadow, the ones that you plan and execute. The plotter's plot twist. The plotter's plot twists. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have the panzers' plot twists that are the surprise and sometimes a surprise to the writer, where things just happen and it switches. You have to be careful with the surprise ones, though, because you don't want your readers to feel deceived or betrayed. The bad example of this is the deus ex machina, where you suddenly have this plot twist, God comes in, saves everything, changes, and nothing that the hero did mattered. That's a bad plot twist. That's a cop-out.
1: Stephen James said, great twists always deepen, never cheapen readers' investments in the story. And if you're doing this deus ex machina kind of approach, where something comes out of the blue and smacks your characters and your reader upside the head, then you've cheapened their investment in the story.
0: Part of avoiding this is avoiding the gimmicks. One of the most common gimmicks that I see from new writers is they wake up and everything was just a dream and it doesn't matter. That is a terrible ending. It is your readers are going to hate it. So what you can do to fix that is make it apparent that it was a dream in the first place. Yes. The thing is, when avoiding the gimmicks, you have to acknowledge what the reader saw coming. Because you need some semblance of what they were expecting some kind of acknowledgement of it, even if that's not what happened, because that's how their readers get their payoff. Another gimmick that you need to avoid is plot armor.
1: Yes, that's when your character is too big to fail. Since they're the main character, they can't fail. They can't die. They are protected by the fact that they're the main character. When it comes to plot twists, no
0: one is safe. So how do you make an
1: effective plot twist? It's not only about the surprise of the moment, but maintaining that energy afterward. All of the momentum doesn't build to the plot twist, it still builds to the climax of the story. The plot twist just changes how we look at that climax. A Ted Decker book that I read, The characters realize three quarters of the way through the story that they're involuntarily playing a video game. So the fact that they can't physically get past this wall outside the town makes sense. The fact that they keep dreaming about machines, they all have the same dream about this weird machine thing poking something into their forehead, makes sense. But that's not the end of the story. The end of the story is when they get out of the dream, they get out of the game, and get back into real life.
0: And to have an effective plot twist, you also need
1: misdirection if you want it to be a surprise. When you are placing these footholds throughout your story, do something interesting immediately afterward. So he comes into the room and there are concentric circles on the ground and then the whole place starts to flood and then there's a panic of the flood and then da 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 The concentric circles on the ground, that detail falls by the wayside. Yes, we acknowledge it. It goes over there because we're more preoccupied with the monsters with the red eyes.
0: To kind of wrap everything up about the plot twists is that it needs to make sense. You can't throw in a plot twist just to have a plot twist. If you do, your readers will know and they'll roll their eyes. It won't have a payoff. It won't be effective. And it will feel like a cop-out. Plot twists are not cop-outs. They should not be a way to solve something that you couldn't figure out. They should be intentional, driving for the plot, and pushing
1: everything forward to the resolution. And I bet you're never going to guess what I'm about to say next. Write selfishly.
0: If you have a question or comment for our hosts, or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.